profit is not a bad thing. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't have to say that, but when you look at a lot of businesses, you might think that, and you're going to want to tune in and listen to Mike Michalowicz talk about profit first. Tapping into your existing customer base could be the key to new business growth. Join me on this month's episode of Office Small Business Academy to learn about the power of referral marketing. It airs live Wednesday, February 22nd at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Office Small Business Academy is a monthly web series created for entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized business owners as a source of ideas, inspiration, and smarter ways of running a business. Register to watch live or on demand at aka.ms forward slash duct tape marketing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Mike Michalowicz. He is an author, entrepreneur, speaker, and we're going to talk about uh, a new book from Mike called Profit First, Transform Your Business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. That sounds scary. Welcome, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, John. There was a little awkward pause there because I was actually bowing to you and then I connected that. You, you can't hear that over the wire, so uh, thanks for having me on. So um, have you come up with a way, uh, a way you know, even uh, how long have we known each other? This is probably your third time on this show and we've hung out together. I still have to look up how to spell your last name every time I yeah. read it. So have you come up with a way to, to tell people you know, like some mnemonic device for Michalowicz. <laughs> yeah, I actually do have a mnemonic device. It's, it's not the most flattering, but it works. So it's my cow as opposed to your cow. It's my cow. And then low as in not high. And then wits as intelligence. Uh-huh. So if you picture a, 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 your cow with a stupid, a stupid cow, low intelligence, that's my cow, low wits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm, I just tell people it's Jantz like pants. Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> it's very easy. All right, so let's let's talk about money uh, and and small business. So, what is wrong with the general way that people look at the money aspects of their business today? It's the general way we look at it is a logical way, and that's the flaw because humans aren't logical. the The foundational formula for profit for money is sales minus expenses equals profit. And I, John, I know you've heard of it. Everyone listening to the show has heard of it. The problem is that's a logical formula, and it doesn't match our behavior. And the human behavior is when something comes last, in this case profit, we behave by putting it as insignificant. It's like saying, you know, you're sick and saying, well, starting today, I'm going to put my health last. You would never say that. What we prioritize, we put first. So the problem with the old existing formula that we've lived by is profit is the final and last consideration and therefore it never happens at the end of the year we're like there's no profit this year and well maybe next year it's the kick the can down the road game into perpetuity well and that and i think you hit on it uh, for a lot of businesses I, I i think we might suggest that they don't even know what profit is i mean it's kind of hey i got my bills paid hey i you know <laughs> eked out a salary for myself and and the, even the thought of you know how to how to come up with a number that we call profit. I think is actually somewhat foreign. 
yeah, I, people, it's funny that when profits there in their business and, and what profit is, is so we're clear. It's after you've covered all your expenses, you've accounted for all your sales. It's the remainder of cash available for distribution to the owners of the business as a reward. Like if you own stock in Ford or GE, when they send that quarterly profit distribution check, that's a reward for you being an equity owner in the business. It's a thank you. And that's what profit is. Yet people will say when there's a little bit of money left, they say, oh, I'm going to plow it back or reinvest. We use these very soft terms to say, oh, I'm going to use it as an expense. So there is never this reward for us. And so therefore, there is no profit. It's just a fancy term for saying it's an expense. What businesses need to have is at the end of the year, once, or I believe at the end of the quarter, when all the bills are paid, when the owner of the business has been fairly compensated for the work they've done, that's called owner's pay, that there's an additional reward for having the courage for starting and building this business in the first place. That's the profit distribution. And I truly believe we need to account for that part first, take our profit first, and then the rest will come into alignment. Don't wait for profit to come at the end because it never does. Yeah, and, I, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about, I mean, there is some accounting in this, but there's also sort of a mind game in this too, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. It's based upon many behavioral principles. The core principle that, listen, if you get nothing out of this podcast that I'm doing with you, get one thing, understand this principle. It's called Parkinson's law. In Parkinson's law, he was a theorist from the 1950s. He said that the more supply of something, the more we consume of it, and the less supply of something, the more innovative we become in extracting value from it. Uh, the classic example I like to use is toothpaste. A brand new tube of toothpaste will use long beads of toothpaste. If the toothpaste falls in the sink before we brush our teeth, we'll put more toothpaste on it. But if that tube of toothpaste is empty, we will squeeze it, twist it, turn it. We will use less of it. We'll find extraordinary ways to extract toothpaste out of it. And an empty tube can last two weeks. The point is this. When we have a lot of money, full tube of toothpaste, we use it frivolously. We don't even know. It's subconscious, but it's available, so we use it. But when we intentionally remove our profit first, reserve that money for ourselves as a reward and hide it from ourselves, now our business is being served up a empty tube of toothpaste. So it forces us, according to Parkinson's law, to become more innovative, twist and turn ways to get more value out of the few dollars we have to make our business excel. And we become also more frugal. We use less of that cash to move forward. The funny thing is when we started our business, all of us were started with an empty tube of toothpaste and we found a way to succeed. The challenge is as we start to grow and as money starts to flow in the business, it flows out just as quickly because of Parkinson's law, full tube of toothpaste. So understand this behavioral principle, intentionally take your profit first, reduce the amount of money available to run your business, and you'll run it more innovatively. Yeah, it's funny. It's, I, I, you know, years and years of being in business have experienced that. Uh, it, it almost doesn't seem to matter how much money I make um, or bring in. There's, you know, the same amount left at the end, <laughs> and I think that, that has a lot to do with that. So, yeah, uh, it, it totally does. It means you're human, by the way. Like that, that's the definition <laughs> of being a human. So, what are the basic accounting principles then of the profit profit first formula? Yeah. So the, the very first step is to take your profit first. And we already touched on this. This is the pay yourself first principle. We, we've all been told about this in our personal lives. You, you, the richest man in Babylon, uh, tons of uh, books are dedicated to this, think and grow rich. This concept of pay yourself first, prepare for your future first, live off the remainder. Step one, 
do the same thing in your business. Pay yourself first. We're going to allocate money to profit. Step two or element two of profit first is the envelope system. This is something that definitely happened in the Janus family tree. It's happened in the McCallowitz family tree. Someone at some point in our family's lives used the envelope system. In our personal lives, my mother actually did this. She received money from the work she did at the local factory. She would divide up, she'd cash in that check and divide that money up into different envelopes, a food envelope, a mortgage envelope, a vacation envelope, a fun envelope. When she went food shopping, she would take the food envelope and she would only spend the money that was in there. That's what we need to do in our business too. Now, how we do is we set up multiple bank accounts. We don't use envelopes. We've modernized this. But instead of having one checking account in your bank, have multiple, five accounts, maybe even more, with different purposes. And now when money comes in, you divide up, first take your profit, divide up the remainder to these other accounts, and you know what money is available for what purpose before you spend the money. Uh, third principle is to remove temptation. As we reserve profit, we are going to take a distribution, but it's not going to happen immediately. We're going to start reserving money for your taxes. When that tax bill comes due, your business is now going to pay for it. But if that money just accumulates and sits there and is readily available, it becomes very tempting to, quote, unquote, borrow from that when times are lean. When times are lean, by the way, that means we have to be more innovative, increase margins, find better ways to sell. So we're going to remove that money, hide it away by actually setting up an account at another bank to reserve those caches and I'm saying cash as in C-A-C-H-E, a cash of cash (laughs) reserved at these other banks so that you can't see it easily and that way the temptation is removed. That's the three kind of core principles to profit first. So um, how do bankers feel about this when somebody walks in and says, I want to set up five bank accounts? Are (laughs) Are you getting some of them on board or they like think that you are playing some sort of funny shell game? Yeah, so they think it's a shell game. I get eye rolls. Um, there's there's about 30,000 companies that we now believe are doing profit first. We have about 2,000 documented case studies and all these other companies that we just estimate it adds up to 30,000 companies. And the most common thing we hear is I go to my bank and tell them I need to f- set up five or six accounts, and the banker's like, what? Right. No one does this. <laughs> And then the, the entrepreneur says, well, if my banker doesn't like it, clearly this doesn't work. And I'm like, ask your banker how profitable these other businesses are. Probably the banker doesn't even know. The accountant will. But the, you know, most businesses, there was a study by the SBA found that 83% of businesses survive check by check. They never accumulate cash because all the money goes into one checking account. We're giving ourselves a full tube of toothpaste. So – don't listen to the banker because the banker hasn't experienced this yet. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is I, I, I do this in my own bank. I go to my bank with some regularity as we help other businesses get started with this bank or I even add more accounts. I still get eye rolls. But now they say, by the way, you have – and this is true – more cash at our bank than any other business we work with. And they still roll their eyes at me. So they're seeing the results. They want more cash. They want to hold on to that money. That's to their advantage. But they still can't grasp the concept. It's still new enough that you're going to get that resistance. You've got to have the discipline of ignoring that. The results speak for themselves. Don't listen to people that haven't been successful. Well, and I suspect there's another group that uh, that we have to bring along kicking and screaming. I imagine some folks have taken this to their accounting professional who has said, well, this is crazy. You know, here's, yeah. how, here's how we do it. <laughs> even yeah, though, the even though nobody understands it, here's how we do it. Yeah, and the accountant says, you know, just look at your balance sheet, tie to the income statement, tie that back to the uh, cash flow statement, read your metrics, the KPIs, the OCR. And, you know, three words in, and they're just talking over my head, and my eyes are rolling back in my head. Accountants have been saying this since the day accounting started. 
hundreds, if not thousands of years, it's been read your banks, your uh, accounting statements, and don't look at the bank accounts because they don't speak the truth. But the reality is most entrepreneurs look at their bank balance. Where do I stand on a cash basis in my bank balance? So they don't – we don't listen to our accountant. I set up Profit First specifically to work with our natural behavior. This all works with your bank. This way – you don't have to look at your statements. You know where you stand at any given time. But the beautiful thing is that it complements your accounting. It doesn't replace it. It just sits in front of it. So your accounting will come into alignment. The, the unfortunate thing is your accountant still will say, well, you don't need to set those accounts. It's unnecessary. Think about all the reconciling that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know, the, the, the bank fees, you're going to have to pay a dollar or two per account per month. It's going to wreck you. It's all nonsense. It, it comes from a point of not having experience. So my own accountant, when I told him I was, my system – he said, that's not necessary. So I challenged him. I said, his name's Keith. I said, Keith, how many clients do you have? He said, 100. I said, great. I was 100 clients. How many of them are profitable? Right? Because you're saying, if, if I just follow your instructions, bank balance, uh, I'm sorry, the, the income statement, the balance sheet, cash flow, I'll be profitable, right? He said, yeah. I said, how many clients do you tell? He said, all 100. I said, how many are profitable? That's when he went quiet. Mm-hmm. I, I said, it must, be, it must be at least 50% of your clients are profitable, still quiet. We, less than 10% of his clients are actually profitable. Everyone else is surviving check by check. It's proof that we don't, as entrepreneurs, follow what our accounts are teaching us. And even though they speak ad nauseum for us to follow, we can't. And I'm saying that's okay. We just need to find a system that works with us. Do it at your banks. Don't listen to what your accountant's saying. It's never worked before. Do it at your banks. And then when you come to your accountant and you're very profitable, then they'll start to understand that this system is what you need to actually manage your cash flow. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Thrive Leads. This is a tool that we use on the Duct Tape Marketing website uh, thoroughly for content upgrades, for slide-in boxes. Actually, we even use the visual editor for all the pages and landing pages that we design. So go check it out at uh, ducttapemarketing.com. We'll have a special link uh, in the show notes for today and uh, check it out. So uh, one of the things that I think a lot of businesses have been talked into, especially if they go to a bank, is that you know they need this infusion of capital to grow, uh, otherwise known as debt, and and that's that's just an absolute killer, I think, for most small businesses, particularly if they start paying any attention to what you've written in Profit First. <laughs> right, right, uh, the, the, yeah, that's the one that just oh, it just gets me every time. Um, but you understand uh, you know, what I'm addressing here is these established beliefs. It takes money to make money, right? It, it circulates around forever. And when someone introduces something new like this, it's so hard to unwind it. I always point back to the, the proof. Most businesses that get loans actually fail at a faster rate of ones that are self-funded. Uh, there's statistical proof of this. Most businesses aren't profitable ever. There's statistical proof of it. So we got to change things. The, the problem with with taking money is now we're sticking in that tube of toothpaste. We're inserting even more toothpaste that we don't even possess. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're incurring an expense today that we can't afford, aka debt. So now our business has to be 10 times as profitable, not just to move ahead, but to pay back that loan we've taken. The irony is this. Uh, I told you we have 30,000 companies that are doing profit first, uh, we estimate. 2,000 we have documented records. Of those 2,000, We've interviewed them, and the shocking thing I found is the businesses that have taken their profit first actually grow faster than the industry average. And that really blew my mind. So I said, why? How can that be? Here's what I found. When you take your profit first, you allocate money to these accounts and take your profit first, it forces you to reverse engineer the profitability. 
What that means is you have to determine what products and services are the most profitable mm-hmm. and which clients are the ones who are buying those most profitable products, which means you are reverse engineering reverse engineering niche specialization. Niche specialization means you'll build a very good reputation very quickly in a small category, which means less marketing effort. I mean, you, you preach this in duct tape yeah, marketing. Absolutely. You become focused in one area and you start hitting them more regularly. Awareness grows and the perceived value grows. And therefore, these companies actually spark faster growth because they've taken their profit first. Taking your profit first actually reverse engineers the fastest growth. It's ironic, but it's true. I remember early on in uh, my business, I uh, did take on some debt and, um, you know, then I don't know what period of time went by a year later or something I'd had. I was really starting to rock and roll. So I got enough money. I said, oh, I'm going to pay off this, all this debt. And, uh, you know, naively, I thought, well, that was an expense, right? Well, no, you still have to pay. You still had to pay taxes on that amount of money. You were just paying back. Right. Uh, and so it was like, wow, I'm never going to take on debt again. That, you know, that stinks. Because, uh, you know, when you do make enough money to pay it back, uh, you, you really get hit with taxes that year. Yeah, it almost feels like you're being double taxed, which it you're really, not. Really which does. you're not. It's it painful. It does feel that yeah. way. So when you go into a business, what are some of the things you look at to measure uh, the health of a business? Because I'm sure you walk into some businesses and this profit first is great. Uh, sounds really great, but uh, they're actually not making any profit <laughs> to take. So yeah, so this is so funny. <laughs> I was at a conference. This is absolutely 100% true. Yesterday, there was all these different businesses in there and the speaker was not me. Another speaker went in there and he threw up on the screen a P&L and a balance sheet. And there was accountants in the room and he said, and you look at the, the top line revenue, this company went from say 10 million, I think it was to 12 million. And there was other numbers up there. And he said, how healthy is this company? What's it look like? And no one knew the answer until he looked at the bank accounts. And then you saw the cash at the bank was zero both years. So even though the business had grown in revenue, the cash had position hadn't changed. It was literally zero in the bank. They were borrowing money. It was an unhealthy company. So the first thing I look at to determine the health of companies is how much cash are you sitting on? You know, it's like it's like looking at someone physically and saying, are they in shape or not? You know, let's step on the scale and just measure you up right there. That number does not lie. So the number that doesn't lie is cash on hand. That's the first thing to look at. Second thing is debt. How much debt does a business have? More debt, worse off they are. There's no question about it. So credit card debt and so forth. And a lot of small businesses play the games. Mm -hmm. The business may not have debt, but the owner of the business may have tons of credit card debt that they quote unquote infused into the business or they're living off their credit cards because the business can't pay them. That's just a transfer of debt. Once I know how much cash they have on hand and how well they're managing their debt, I can tell you how healthy a company is. More cash is better, less debt is better every single time. So on uh, the Profit First site, you have some uh, assessment tools. Since we're talking about those, you want to talk a bit about where people can find some of the – or I, I know there's one in the book as well. I'm assuming there's one on the on the site. Yep, it is. It is. So, uh, well, I guess there's two sites, but the, the, the best site to go to is actually my own personal site because all the stuff from the book is available there. So my site's MikeMichalowitz.com. Uh, I, I found out that I have to use mnemonics to spell my name. How can anyone else ever spell it? So I have a shortcut. It's Mike Motorbike. That was my nickname in high school. So Mike Motorbike, that's easy, .com. And I'll bring it to my site. And once you go to Mike Motorbike, somehow, uh, somehow I thought that was going to come out as Motor Mouth, but um. <laughs> well, that's my real nickname that my <laughs> wife calls me, and my friend John Jans. Uh, but 
on the resources page, you'll find that's actually funny. I like that. You'll find um, a download for all the charts and graphs and resources there. The other site's Profit First Professionals. We actually have accountants and bookkeepers specializing in Profit First. They can help you too. Right. So, so on uh, your professional site, uh, if somebody thinks, "Gosh, this sounds great. Why isn't my accountant talking about this or my bookkeeper talking about this?" You could actually go and find somebody who is is trained and well versed in this system and could help them set it up. Right. That's exactly right. That's what Profit First Professionals does. Awesome. So. I'm talking with Mike Michalowicz. We're talking about Profit First, how to transform your, I guess I put that in there, but just transform your business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. Mike, it is always a pleasure to catch up with you, and hopefully we'll see you soon out there on the road. That would be awesome. John, great talking with you. Thanks for having me.